y'all, we have been talking about this for a while. We have talked about it on every episode her and I have done together, and we have something finally in the works for you as an entrepreneur. We present to you the reframe. The reframe. A wellness retreat for entrepreneurs. For the spiritual entrepreneur. For the spiritual entrepreneur. So what is the reframe? Well, Kelly and I have obviously been on our own spiritual journeys. Kelly has been on a spiritual journey since she walked out of the womb. (laughs) We all have. See? (laughs) (laughs) I have been on one really deeply for the last few years. And what we have come to realize and know and all of these tools and skills that we've used in our own businesses to become the entrepreneurs that we are today, we want to give you. So the reframe was really born out of the need to give entrepreneurs, spiritual entrepreneurs, a place to recharge, a place to ground yourself, a place to learn, a place to be enlightened, and ultimately a place to connect with other like-minded people. Absolutely. I mean, we are given tools all the time from different type of perspectives, and now we have a spiritual perspective to use these tools to help you be the best type of entrepreneur in the business and help you connect with the clientele and manifest the clientele that you want. And maybe you're like, I'm not really an entrepreneur. I would like to be. This is also for you. Like the the tools that we're going to give you, the modalities that we're going to practice at this retreat are going to be transformational for anyone, whether you have one business, a half a business or 19 businesses. It is taking place June 5th, Saturday, June 5th, in Palm Desert, Palm Springs, Palm Desert, Joshua Tree. It's in the desert of California. And I know what you're thinking, Danielle, I don't live there. Well, we're going to have a virtual ticket and we will have three tiers total of different ticket prices that you can have. So tier one will be the virtual ticket, which will give you access to the workshops, the classes, all the things that we do throughout the day. You will have virtual access to that. That price is 111. 111, baby. 111. The second tier is our all access pass, which is for anyone who wants to make the trek to the desert with us and stay at this beautiful home uh, for the day, which will be, it will include a sound bath. It's going to include Reiki. It's going to include breath work, maybe some yoga, delicious Mm -hmm. food, awesome workshops, breakout sessions, all the things that you'll need to recharge and you'll get to do it in person. And that price is set at $333. And then we have something very special called the VIP Inner Circle. And that is All of the things we just listed, plus you get an invitation to stay in the house with us that night, including a very intimate dinner, uh, an acoustic performance. There will be a pool. There'll be a jacuzzi. It'll just be a time that you can get like a one-on-one past life regression reading with Kelly. We can talk human design. We can, you can connect with the other people and we have very, very limited space for that. And that is a ticket that is set at 555, which will include your entire stay. Yes. I just really hope that whether you can join us virtually or in person, you really make this a priority and you do it with us because 
this is something, right, Kelly, like we've been talking about this for months and Mm -hmm. the way that mine and Kelly's brain works is it just like kind of creates in our brains. And then when it's ready, it just like bleeds and oozes out of us. And I think that's where we're at. It it definitely does. Like every time we talk about just our, our own spiritual journeys, they match up and they come from different perspectives, which is so beautiful. And we both explain them differently. And I think that's what's so great for any type of entrepreneur is that, that you're going to get so many different angles to work with when it comes to being fulfilled in who you are and in your divine and stepping into your divine truth and using that to help build a better version in your of being in your business. This is not a like business coaching class that you're coming to. This is a spiritual wellness retreat. So it does not matter what your business is, whether you're in network marketing, whether you're in the photography industry, whether you are in the real estate business, whether you make faux fur panties on the internet. <laughs> you could have an OnlyFans account. I don't yeah. care. Any entrepreneur, any person who is entrepreneurial minded or in need of a spiritual wellness retreat is welcome and we would love to have you and registration is officially open and we're not doing the thing where we raise the prices at the last minute we just want this to feel like a full body yes if we're, if we're talking about this and you're getting that feeling inside of you that we've been getting talking about it i'm going to tell you that you got to just go for it you got to just go for it because Anything, any other feeling than that is just your ego trying to keep you the same. And I can promise you when you leave this weekend with us, you will not be the same. Absolutely. And if you're probably thinking like, well, I'm not a spiritual person. I don't do any of this woo-woo stuff. Even just to come and be around energy that will help hype you up. If you're feeling stuck in your business or anything, or just even wanting a different type of view and perspective of things, come hang out with us, feel our energy. And I hope that it will reset and recharge you. See you soon. Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship. So I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. On the Daily Family, welcome back to the show. This episode is, I think, probably one of my favorite episodes to date. Uh, I got to interview Daniel Mangena, who is just, (laughs) I think, like me in male form, like so much energy, just so brilliant, so good at podcasting. I mean, this episode just flows so awesome and like, he was asking me questions. I was asking him questions. We just had such a good time. I think you're really going to love it. So a little bit about Daniel. After receiving kind of a late diagnosis with like Asperger's and experiencing probably what could be described as a life-shattering trauma at the age of 20, Daniel spent the next seven years of his life really struggling to keep those revelations and events from spilling into every area of his life. He since has built himself a seven figure and beyond business. He's an entrepreneur. He has a four-step system called the beyond intention paradigm. And I mean, this is a guy that like 
made millions and lost it, made another million and lost it. And then since then has like kind of healed himself in a way that he's been able to sustain his success. Um, In this episode, we talk all about the balance of spirituality and business. We talk about like mindfulness and the balance between action and mindfulness. Basically what I, you know, relate to being the balance between masculine and feminine energy. I'm obsessed with this human. And it's so funny because when I got an email from his team, his the guy on his team that sent me an email about him, his name was Dan. And he said, I want to introduce you to this guy, Dan. And obviously, my dad's name was Dan. And so I didn't even really read his bio. I just was like, two Dans are asking me to be on this show. Yes, absolutely. The answer is yes. I don't even care. I didn't really even care what he did. Um, I like took a brief look at his one sheet so I could like see what he was about. But I was like, sure, this is going to be great. And it was. And it was this episode was amazing. I'm obsessed with this man. I'm obsessed with this conversation that we had. I know you are going to get so much out of it. So be prepared to take notes and probably listen to it over and over and over again. And if this is your first time on The Daily, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Uh, I'm so grateful that you take are taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode. Uh, feel free to go back and listen to any episode that pulls at your heartstrings. Nothing is in order here. So you can kind of pick whatever you want and then listen to it. What else? I am opening my wait list. I have a mastermind, high-level mastermind starting in August that it will have very limited capacity. I'm thinking less than 10 people. We'll see how it goes. Uh, this is going to be for anybody though. This is going to be for any human that is looking to have massive shift in their life quickly. Uh, It's called the quantum leap and it's a high level mastermind. And so if you are ready to just really do the work and get there fast and, and you're tired of waiting, you're tired of stalling, you're tired of creating excuses, you're tired of letting your ego take over and you are just ready to make quantum shifts in your life, whether that be in your business, in your relationships, in your leadership, in your friendships, with your money, whatever your story is, whatever you are creating, if you are ready to do it quickly and you are ready to deep dive into your subconscious, this mastermind is going to be for you. So what you need to do is you need to click the link in the show notes and get on that wait list because when I open the doors, it will be for the wait list first and I don't want you to miss it. Uh, payment plans will be available. It will be a four-figure investment, but you know, payment plans will be available for those who need it. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope that you jump in and let's get into this episode with Daniel. On the Daily Family, we have Daniel on the show with Danielle today. Daniel, am I saying it right? Is it Daniel Mangina? Gemma, you were nearly there. It's the E. The E is very deceptive. The E is, is very deceptive. It, it wants to soften the G, but the G's like, up yours, mate. I'm a hard G. Archie. But you know what? I kind of like that. It like it owns its great, it stands its, in yeah. its power, you know? Yeah. Okay. So we got Daniel Mangana on the mm-hmm. podcast today. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be a delivery of the message from Pops, you know? Yeah. I was telling him before we started recording. So I got an email from somebody on his team who is named Daniel and he is named Daniel. And obviously if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that my dad my best friend, my soulmate, like number one man in my life was Daniel. And so I said yes to this interview before I even read his one sheet. And so I'm so glad that you're actually <laughs> really fucking cool because that could have been that really been awkward. awkward. 
So this is going to be a really short five minute episode. Be like, well, thank you so much. Thanks for coming. Really <laughs> glad you made it. <laughs> not posting that one. Have you ever had to not post a podcast because like the person just icky? Have you ever had, I've to, had to edit a podcast a lot, you know, like, and I'm not the person like I do not care if somebody b- believes different things than me. Like, that's not my thing. Like, I've had mm-hmm. people on the show that like I actually don't agree with on a lot of stuff, but if we can have a good conversation about it, then we're Boom. then I'm good. Precisely. Um, but there was a cu- there was one where it was like they weren't like that, and I was like, okay, well, thanks so much. And I think it ended up being a really impactful episode, but yeah. it was definitely not what I thought it was going to be. Well, not everybody's able to sit in your fire, dude. Like, not everyone can. That's true. So you're an intentionality coach. You you coach entrepreneurs. You are an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Tell me, like, how that how did that come to be? Can I tell you a secret that's not really a secret? Yeah. I've actually only had a job for about 10 or 11 months of my entire life. I've been employed. Other than that, I've always been an entrepreneur. And can I'm we call that like right. a can we call that like a like a chronic entrepreneur? I am a chronic entrepreneur. The entrepreneurship was within me. I'd <laughs> human medicine. Um I don't know what I just did with my hands, but it, it felt like it went with the voice. Uh, I taught myself to make computers when I was 13. I incorporated my first company when I was 16, made my first million when I was 19, lost it by the time I was 20, made another mill by the time I was 22, lost that by the time I was 23. And uh, since rebuilding after that second slap in the gonads, um, do you use the word gonads in America? Uh, yeah, but I lived in London for six years. So I oh, use so you it. know the thing. What part of I London? Let's see if we're still allowed to be friends. I lived, well, I was there choreographing West Side Story. So I was there in Covent Garden. Okay. Um, and then I off. moved up to, and then I moved up to Cambridge for the ne- the rest of the time just to like be okay. up there. And I taught some dance classes. It's so pretty. Yeah. Duncan from my team's from Cambridge and my sister lives in Cambridge. My big sister lives in Cambridge. It's so pretty there. Yeah. It's very pretty. Okay. We can still be friends. If you'd said something like I lived in, I don't know. I don't want to alienate any listeners, but I'm from East London. So there are certain parts of London that if you were from, like, yeah. we'd be challenged. Mm-hmm. But it's all good. It's all up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, gonads, slapped in the gonads. I went and um, rebuilt. The rebuilding's been the topic of probably going to be the the, the, the the things that came from that are going to weave into our conversation. So I don't really la- want to labor on that now, but have been able to maintain predictable, sustainable success now for a little over a decade, um, applying the tools that I now share on a daily basis that I get to share. And that's it. What was like the biggest tool? Let's just go there. Like the biggest one. Cause when you're saying like, I did this by the time I was 20, lost it, did this, then lost mm-hmm. it again. The first thing I hear is, oh, so there was like a pattern there that you were, yeah. that you had, that you had yeah. to really figure out. So we what speak French and Portuguese on this show, right? So sure. So where I fucked up <laughs> is I didn't understand a key thing that a lot of people don't get. And you know, when you look at the questions and topics that we could have spoken about today, when I say this, you're going to get that. And that's, we are not one dimensional beings. Mm. It's so easy to get lost in. If I work really hard or if I do all of the high performance habits, or if I do all of the things, if I do whatever it's going to happen, or I'm reading all of the books and I've got all of the mental strategy and I'm projecting and I'm doing all the certainty I'm doing things. The and thing. the, I'm doing yeah, the I thing. I go to every single Tony Robbins thing. I'm like a platinum partner and all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I am in meditation from morning till night. And then I only come and eat green vegetables under the new moon. And that's how I do my thing. 
but none of none none of those things work in isolation because we all know people who are deep in the spiritual practice whose lives are shit they don't like them we know people who go to every single course every single program read all of the books and their life is shit we know people who have all of the habits and all the high habits and all the high performing habits and all the things and their life is still shit because none of them work in isolation and the biggest thing wasn't a thing it was an mm. understanding that none of these things work in isolation. We are multifaceted divine beings who have all of these aspects to ourselves. Yeah. What do you mean by in isolation? So if I just work hard, that's pointless if I don't have a belief system that supports the outcome that I want. If I just that's one think that's a, a first class ticket to burnout. That's what that you, is. You you feel me, Mama Sia, right? <laughs> or I just read the things and just think the things and think the thoughts and then visualize the thing, but I don't take any action. If I just do the meditation, which is what the other one's about, I just do the meditation, I just do the yoga, I just do the spiritual work. I'm doing ayahuasca every week, ayahuasca every weekend. If I'm doing that every weekend, it doesn't matter if my belief system doesn't support the spiritual practice and my actions don't allow me to receive. And so none of them work in isolation. But what do we do as crazy humans? Try all of them in isolation and then say that none of this stuff works. Right. Well, and I feel like that is something that so many people right now are really, I, I don't want to say the word struggling with, but experiencing in their life mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. spirituality, like it's kind of hot right now, right? Like yes. it's a, it's, it's a hot it's on the sexy train. It's, a right? sexy it's, on train. The, it's on the sexy train. And, <laughs> you know, and I consider myself a very spiritual person and I, I really, really deeply resonate with what you just said, because that used to be me. I was the one, like I read every book. I listened to every <laughs> podcast. I, I list like, Oh, that's a course. I'll take it. Like it's going to help me. I'm going to do it. And you know, what's crazy is mm -hmm. it felt like it was working at mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of get slapped in the face and you go, okay, but I still have a really fucked up relationship with money. <laughs> like I still, I still like, I just made so much money and I literally spent it and like, oh, <laughs> also I am miserable. I'm successful and miserable. Like I'm so tired all the time. And like, what I know about myself is I'm not meant to be tired. Like I'm not meant to be that way. Right. So, so yeah, like that resonates with me so much. And I think so many people, they get into this habit where they're like, none of this works. Like every, I'm just not meant for this. I'm just not yeah. meant for entrepreneurship. It's my soul contract playing out. I'm just meant to be miserable my whole life. Yeah. Are you though? Like Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, that's the right. thing. So the isolation is that we try one or combinations of the two. We mm -hmm. will have people that work really hard and meditate, but they haven't taken care of the limiting beliefs. Or mm -hmm. they've got zero clarity of vision. So they're meditating and thinking and acting, but it's not aligned with what they want. And then we have the midlife crisis. We have the misery. We have the emptiness. We have the thing. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And spirituality and business is important, but mm -hmm. it's a balance. Let's, let's talk about that. Like, what is that balance? I mean, the, I, 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 my advocation, my invitation, my salutation to everyone is don't put any one of these bitches on a pedal store. Like none of them. Yeah. Like none of them get special treatment. All right. of them are equally honored, revered and brought into the mix. I call it the flow funnel, which is mm. I'm super duper clear on my, my vision. I interrogate that on a regular basis. I have it documented. I have it also translated into a mind movie that I watch every night. I'm oh, very cool. clear on the emotional state that I need to be in. And I, I rehearse that on a daily basis. I've curated my environment to support that. Any person, place or thing that seeks to interfere with the emotional state that lead to my vision gets told to sod off. Basically, I'm continually that's, uh, exploring. That's, e that's British, by the way, for fuck off. Basically. 
<laughs> and do you know that sod 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 off is like it's really really rough <laughs> it's like like go put it up your own backside and piss off basically is what it's Oh, when I first moved to England, this is so off topic, but you'll love this. When I first moved to London, like so many people, like I heard so many words that I was like, wow, that that is not like, what was, oh, when somebody told me they were going to, yeah, when they told me they were going to go out back and have a fag, I was like, oh. Okay, that's that's where the party's going on. Okay, cool. But it was like, then they're like, no, cigarette. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then like, like Fanny was like another one that I was like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and somebody, everyone would call me like a fit American bird. And I'd be like, yeah. oh, okay. you're, the fit, you're well fit. You are fit American yeah, bird. Well fit, yeah. yeah, well fit American bird. I'm like, oh, all right, Treacle, cool. how you doing? <laughs> it's like, no, I know I dance, but really. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just made me think of that. So yes. Yes. Um, back on topic. We're going to yeah, do yeah, this a the, lot. We've got the, <laughs> all, all of the things. Um, <laughs> check the transcript and just delete where we are laughing from your mind and read the bits in between. My producer um, is literally every time he edits a show, he's like, do you want me to take that part out? I'm like, nope, leave it no, in. It all leave stays. It in. We want all of the fannies <laughs> on the podcast, fannies <laughs> and fit birds from America. Um, <sighs> so yeah, but when I, they, I, I curate my environment and then I, I, I support that by asking myself what's going on with my internal dialogue and is my internal dialogue supporting me mm. having that emotional state and am I aware of what actions I believe I must take in order to bring that forth? And then I go and take Ooh. those actions. Simple. It's kind of like that hierarchy of change. Oh, yes. Bring it. On its head. Yes. Right? Like a lot of people, they change their environment. They change their, like hoping that that's going to change their capabilities and their beliefs and their values mm-hmm. and then ultimately their identity. Mm-hmm. But what they're forgetting is like their internal dialogue, their identity actually hasn't shifted to believe that they can be that person. Mm-hmm. And so it's like somebody who goes to like, I'm going to lose five pounds on January 1st. And by mm-hmm. February 1st, they've quit. And it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many gym clothes you buy. doesn't matter how many. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many like motivational speeches you listen to at the gym. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't believe that you can be a fit person or like you don't believe that you can have your ideal body type, it's mm-hmm. not going to happen. It's not going to mm-hmm. happen. It's not going to happen. And this is one of the things, I mean, uh, the numbers don't lie, right? 90% of people who win the lottery or another windfall go back to exactly where they were within five years because their identity didn't change. That 10% found a way either consciously or unconsciously to change their identity to match that new life experience. And that was, was able to hold it. So for me, when I would kept losing, it's because I know for me, number one, I didn't have the habit. I was 19 years old. The fudge was I doing at 19 years old? I should have been like- right trying to have sex with fit birds and from America, drunk. from America, maybe perhaps, but <laughs> what was it? I'm running around doing the thing. And so I didn't have the habits. I didn't have the behaviors. I didn't have the experience, literal experience to operate at that level. Also, I didn't grow up in an environment where the frequency of that level of wealth was prevalent. And so I didn't have the emotional Ooh. and energetic blueprint to hold it just like a lottery winner. So it fell away. What do you mean by that? The frequency of wealth around you. Elaborate on so, that because I know ready? what you mean. But you ready? Yeah. Okay. So your heart, Danielle, is a magnet. So is your mind. And when they come together, they create your vibrational field, which is experienced as your emotional state. And the vibration of that is magnetically calling a physical reality from form. 
And when your frequency changes, your outer experience matches it. And when your frequency doesn't change, everything stays the same. Everything stays the same. Boom. So, I mean, the law of attraction, which is really the law of vibration as it's popularized, speaks to this. We're magnets. We're calling in things. Um, Everything, like if we all closed our eyes right now, don't do it if you're driving operating machinery and looking after small humans or medium-sized humans who need your attention. But when our eyes are closed, we no longer have any inputs. There's no physical reality. The second that we open our eyes again, at a speed that quantum, quantum physicists refer to as quanta, which is faster than we can compute, energy drops out of non-form, takes form and becomes our physical reality. But it's not what we want that becomes physical reality. It's not what we're writing on our vision board. It's not what we meditated about. It's that which matches our overall vibrational field that is available to us and collapses in to form, just like a magnet. So when you made all that money and then you lost it, you were not an energetic match for that money. Nope. I wasn't a vibrational match. You know what's so crazy that you say this? So I I work in one of my businesses in network marketing, and mm-hmm. I see other people in this business that they're like 19 years old and they're making Killing making five hundred thousand dollars a year. And I'm Killing like, it. I go, if I made that much money <laughs> at 19 or 20, I would be so broke, like <laughs> so broke. And people are like, I don't understand. I'm like, I. <laughs> I think about who Danielle was at that age. Like <laughs> Danielle kept like Miss Selfridges in London in in uh yeah. like it kept top shop in business. Like that's what Danielle did. <laughs> Danielle was just running around London looking for fit birds from England to yeah, 100%. <laughs> to rub feet with. <laughs> Man, woman, didn't matter, didn't care. Oh, <laughs> like, oh you were like, are oh, you yeah. from London? Oh, are you yeah. fit? Let's yeah. go to Selfridges and dance. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. But it's crazy because it's like I think about it and I'm like, I, I hope that I hope that these people are energetic matches for the income and the money that they're bringing mm-hmm. in. But I, I doubt it because you're mm-hmm. 19. Like You haven't got the experience. Now, some people accidentally take on that frequency because a lot of mm-hmm. like, so my son is 18 months old, right? Well, he's 18 months this weekend, my little Ethy bear. And, um, like I'm watching his program get built now. I mean, we live in Cabo, right? It's always sunny here. Like we live in a really nice house on and so forth. So there are certain things that are becoming a part of his frequency experience now that mean that he is going to be able to hold a certain kind of thing. Yeah. But for those of us that aren't in the top 10% or the top 5% that are just trying to get by parents that are just doing their best or whatever who are mm-hmm. unconscious of the fact that they're unconscious and therefore are making statements and imprinting us with certain patterns. Like we're fudged, like seriously like my parents. fudged. Yeah. My parents, I mean, my, what's crazy. So I've talked about this on the show a lot, but you haven't heard it. My, Tell um, me. my dad, very wealthy, like CFO, mm-hmm. corporate controller, my whole life, like just always had money. I, therefore I always had money, but it wasn't my mm-hmm. money. It was his money. Mm-hmm. And I, like he was never like my dad wasn't the type where he was like, here, have whatever you want. Like I had to, I had to get straight A's and I had to work for it. And I always had to yeah. have a job, but like, mm-hmm. I always knew that if I needed money, it would be there. It was there. Mm-hmm. And so one of my saboteurs in money became the dependent. Mm-hmm. And then another one became the overcompensator because then mm-hmm. I started making my own money and I was like, I got it. Like we're good. <laughs> which became the overcompensator, right? So like, same earlier to you, I like spent all that money and it was like, Mm -hmm. well, and I, but then my mom was not like that. My mom was like, money is hard to make money. It doesn't grow on trees. Uh, Like I grew up. So it was a real like juxtaposition depending on whose Mm -hmm. house I was at. Cause they also got divorced when I was two. So it was like, 
Wow. It was a very, very stark juxtaposition. So I think I've always known that I can make money. I've always known that money is not hard to make. And I never respected it until recently, mm-hmm. which is, it's so interesting that you're you're talking about this because it's like my son now is growing up in a family where like his dad and I aren't together. His dad is awesome and we have very equal custody, but like his dad is also very successful. And so Owen's mm-hmm. growing up in this environment where he's always going to know that like his possibilities are limitless as if he's willing to work for them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I always say, I'm like, I'm so interested to see how this shapes his mm-hmm. future. You know, I think it's fascinating. I mean, when I, I mean, now that I spend so much time, I spent the last four or five years literally in people's shit, right? Like what's going on with you, da, 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 blah, 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 supporting them and what have you. And I like at a close quarter, hundreds of people, moderate quarter, thousands of people, distantly mm. tens of thousands of people. I've had the opportunity to see these different patterns of behavior. And so I'm starting to see some things that track back, but now watching Ethan, it's like a different, I mean, you've seen them when they, they start doing the things like when the fudge did you learn to do that thing? Or like what, who taught you to say that? Yeah, Wait till he like starts started, talking. Like, he's already trying to talk and yeah. he's like, yeah, trying to do the thing. Yeah. But it's like, Owen, where did you learn to do that? Yeah. It's, and it's crazy. Cause I think like the more healing that I like as parents, the more healing that we do mm-hmm. that also transfers onto our kids. And so mm-hmm. I, I like, Owen has like emotional intelligence as a six-year-old that I'm like, Mm -hmm. I did not have that. Like he, he said to me the other day, cause my fiance breezy is like this. She's going to the world championships for like this thing called Mm -hmm. like high rocks. It's like a CrossFit hybrid competition. She's insanely fit. And she's going to the world championships this weekend. Owen has his last base. Yeah. Owen has his last baseball game. And I was like, Hey buddy, would you mind if I missed? Cause he doesn't even like baseball. Like this is not this kid's sport. Like the kid needs yeah. to be playing soccer. Yeah. Hates baseball, which again, I'm so mad about cause I played baseball growing up and I was like, you have to love, but whatever it is, what it is. <laughs> but he I was like, can I go to breezy's competition? And he goes, mom, I need you at my game more than she needs you at hers. You are the one that pumps me up and gets me excited to play. And I was like, wow. Okay. First of all, sir, you are six years old. <laughs> this Second is not of your all. word. <laughs> Second of all, what? <laughs> Say what? But yes. Yeah, but it's crazy because it's true. Like our kids, like the the vibration that we create in our homes really does like, mm. I don't know. We got so far off where we we're going, but I really do love that that's where it went. We're just, we're in the, we're in the vibe of the thing. We're in the flow of the thing. People are going to feel the energy transmission of this more than the words that we're saying. So let's just keep with the sexy at the flow. Let's just do that. We love Shall the sexy. We, we love yeah. the flow. Oh, um, yeah. I had a question because you mentioned like you had to you had to make your internal dialogue change. Mm-hmm. At what mm-hmm. point did that happen? Like was it a moment or was it like did it happen over time? Because you know some people are like they wake up one day and they're like, wow, I've been sabotaging my whole life. And then other people it like takes a while. So the first time I lost everything, I was good. Right. I had the arrogance of youth still. I was 20 years old. I'm like, fuck them. I'm going to do it again because the government actually came and took everything because I didn't have the licenses for the business that I had. Right. So I was just like, fuck you. I'm going to go make some more money. Right. But I'm going to be smart. I'm going to put in everybody else's name so you can't take it from me, except then everybody stole everything. Yeah. So I got taken out for the count after the second one. And the only reason why I didn't go through with the suicide attempt that I decided I was going to make is because I felt like such a loser that if I tried, I would fail and I couldn't be the fucker that couldn't even kill himself on top of everything else. 
Ooh. And that's literally the only thing that stopped me making an actual attempt. But what I did do was I sat down and I said, okay, if I'm the loser that can't pull this off, I need to de-loser myself so that when I do make my attempt, it's going to happen. And so the journey that I went on for about six years was identifying what was wrong with what had gone wrong. Because I mean, I started all this stuff. When I was like 16 years old. I was reading Think and Grow Rich, Psycho-Cybernetics, mm getting mm-hmm. taped from Maxwell Maltz, studying Plato and all that kind of stuff when I was a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. And that contributed to my success because I had the, the belief system, although I didn't have the frequency and I didn't have the habits, I had the belief system that at least got it to show up. It couldn't get it to stay. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know what was wrong. I needed to understand so that I could make my attempt and it pull off. I woke up and I remember now, it's like April, 2015, I just got back from Thailand. I was there with my cousin. I had an amazing time. I was able to take that trip. My business ran, still was making money without me. Do- I think I took one call with my assistant, Joe, for 10 minutes the entire two weeks that I was away. And my business was just ticking along nicely. So I had freedom. Mm-hmm. I had a beautiful home. I think three Rolexes, an Audemars PK, another silly watch that I didn't need, right? I had a my tailor. I was flying out, right? I was everything's nice. You were living. Yeah. My body was in good shape. I was working out. I was doing jujitsu a few times a week. I was had amazing, yummy relationships with my family. Like friendships were good. At the time I didn't want to be in relationship. I was dating and doing so comfortably and really healthy sort of polyamorous kind of situations that were just mm-hmm. yummy. I was like, and I haven't been thinking about suicide. Like I, that's where I, this all started. So yeah. I don't know when it actually changed but it did. And the crazy thing was I didn't go out to try and be successful at life. I actually wanted to be successful at death, but it ended up happening anyway. And so with that internal dialogue, I want to remind everyone that internal dialogue isn't something that you're going to be able to stop because it's operating from the unconscious, which is 10,000 to 10 million times the speed of the conscious. But we can create a container within which we can dictate what dialogue actually has any charge to it by managing our emotional state, but we don't even need to manage our emotional state hands-on because our emotional state is going to be triggered by our environment, which we can have a say in. So where am I? Who am I around? And what am I doing? Those things will automatically lend to an emotional state that could support a new identity, support a new vision, will shift my emotional state, will shift my internal dialogue, whether I like it or not, aka me failing at Mm -hmm. failing. Mm-hmm. And will lead to new habits and behaviors, which I can then continue to support. And then consciously through gratitude practice, through my spiritual practice, feed back into my internal state and reinforce a new internal environment that leads to new outcomes happening with more easy breeziness. Yeah, that was a shout out to your love. So, yeah, um, I don't know when it happened, but I do know how it happened. And I want to encourage people to realize that there's certain things that you just can't keep up with. Don't mm-hmm. try and keep up with it. Be smart and look at the thing that's actually making it run in the first place. Do you think that like how you, you said at the beginning, like this, uh, it, like isolation, like all these things that you do in isolation, mm-hmm. do you think, cause there's a lot of people that do that. Like yeah. a lot of people are kind of like trapped in that loop. And mm-hmm. why do you think that is like, why do you think that people are trying to keep things in like a container, if you will? I think we get excited about stuff. Like you said, like spirituality is on the sexy train right now. So sexy. And- we're not trained to think. Look at society. Society doesn't train us to think and be independent. It trains us to be subservient wage slaves. That's what we're trained to do. The education, yeah. <laughs> the education system is based on the Victorian workhouse system. You sit in rows, someone sits at the front, they ring a bell, they tell you when to do the thing. We're trained like Pavlov's dogs. 
yep. to wait for someone to give us our lunch, to give us our milk box, right? Our juice box. And then we right. go out into our teens. We then build communities around the pockets within that slavery that we do. Then we go into adulthood and play that out. And then we hit midlife crisis. We realize this is all bullshit. And right. so because we're not trained to think critical thinking isn't something that most of us do, when the new hype catches on, whether the new hype is fear about COVID or arguing with people about whether they should wear masks or not, or be vaccinated or not, or argue with whether who's right or wrong with a, an international war campaign or who's responsible for this or that, like you're doing it within the context of an energy field that's just catching you up because you don't have the capacity to be present enough to actually be conscious in what you're doing in the face of that wave. And so you right. end up being a little punk that just does the excitable thing of high performance habits. Remember when that came out? Right. Oh yeah. Or, oh yeah, Tony Robbins, I'm going to be certain. I'm going to be certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to mindset, yeah, personal growth or yep. spirituality. Yeah, I'm going to meditate. I do yoga, bro. Like, But you're not consciously applying yourself. You're just going with where the, the sexy right. is. Well, and your subconscious is responsible for like what, 95% of what actually happens? <laughs> Like, yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. I mean, and I think, I think you're so right. I think people just like, I, I think it's just that we, they get like that in itself, that like isolation of the spirituality or of the Tony Robbins or of mm -hmm. whatever it is that mm -hmm. in itself is a system. Mm -hmm. And then you, it just kind of still keeps you like, Locked in the system. Yeah. yeah, like on the, on that train. Another part of the matrix, a section of the matrix, right? Totally. I mean, I, I know there's been like a lot of times in the, especially the past few years where I, cause I've been like personally really breaking free of that matrix, like time and time mm -hmm. again. And then now I'm at the point, which I'm sure you, you know, this, like when you get to a certain point, you kind of, you know, when you feel yourself like, like being pulled and it's mm -hmm. now I can recognize it and can be like, Oh, nope, that was a close one. No, thank you. You're not interested. <laughs> you can fuck off. <laughs> you can fuck off. Yeah. But it is a real thing. It is a real thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's a real, it's like a gravitational pull almost because mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, right. Staying in these loops that we all have, whether it be all of those things that you just mentioned or your business or a toxic relationship, whatever it is, mm -hmm staying in that is actually easier. It looks mm. easier. It's not in the long run, but yeah. in the moment, it actually is easier for a lot of people. And I think that's like, I, I think I agree with you. I think that's like people just stay. They it's, it's we're a lot lazy. We're, we're yeah. lazy. Well, Again. can you imagine for so many people out there? I mean, I'm thinking of like, there's certain people in my life that I'm like, gosh, when you, <laughs> I have this joke. I'm like, imagine what these people are going to do when they find out that aliens are real. Like, oh God, <laughs> don't even go with that one. They're gonna, you know what, but you know what I is, mean? It's like, it's like that. It's like this, this feeling of like, I mean, you better, I hope that you have a plan for this because eventually, <laughs> eventually it's going to slap you in the face so hard. And you're all just going to be like, all the go right? all the go -dads. Like it's, it really hurt. is like it. Mm. I feel like I, my, I had to break completely break in order to like grow past a lot of these systems that are put mm. in place for us. And can we talk about the aliens for a second? Because yeah, we can always talk about aliens. I'm here for it. Thank you. If my home slice of faith Aries is tuning in, this one's for you, boo-boo. Um, like even when you look at how they're even introducing it, like I watched them indoctrinating. So what I, I was blessed when I was 20, 19, 20, 18, 19, I was initiated into, um, a mystery school and I was being trained to be a teacher. So I started cool. learning some deep levels of esoterics and oh, cool. they taught us to think a certain way and to look at reality a different way in order to be able to go deeper into, into that side of things. And it's like, they literally tell you what they're going to do 
and then drip feed you the doing of it. Like I'm even watching what's happening now. Then provide the solution. And then provide the solution. Like I'm, I'm watching them right now do that with the finance, with the financial system. Like yeah. I'm literally watching it being crashed, manipulated into a crash and watching them manipulate the, the price of Bitcoin so that they can have everybody sell them their Bitcoin so that they can be hedged against the problems that they're creating. And then it's going to fly yeah. up just like when they took everybody's gold in the US. Yep. And I'm literally, I saw this, I saw them do this in 2008. They literally tricked everybody into creating the recession by creating enough fear so that everyone created the recession. And I'm watching them do it again now. And oh, it's the same yeah. thing with extraterrestrial life. Like they released the Pentagon papers two years ago, a year and a half ago, and literally said, yeah, we've been getting aliens and have alien technology. And we've been doing it for the last 60 years. They literally just released it. Yeah. And people still think aliens aren't real. It's like they literally, they, they well, literally that, did. <laughs> and I mean, but, but because when we were younger, right, when we were younger, remember, it was like, do you believe in it? Like, it was like taboo to yeah. believe in aliens. And now it's like, like, somebody asked me that recently, like, do you believe in aliens? And I was like, well, what? <laughs> do you believe? believe? What do you mean? Do believe? I believe that Men in Black was a documentary? I mean, I don't know. It do was I believe? A documentary. Like, it was like, a documentary. Maybe, maybe it wasn't in Battery Park, but like right, like maybe it wasn't like underground. There wasn't like an underground alien airport, but like yeah, you I know, think there was personally. I, yeah, same. I mean, <laughs> same. I mean, that's like a whole other. That's like a yeah. whole other episode. But I'm like, it, but it's true. Like that's but yeah. that's part of that system, right? Like mm-hmm. people get indoctrinated into this system, and I mean, look mm-hmm. at like, gosh. Look at the pandemic. Look at everything, and like that's a hot that's a hot topic yeah. that like you know people don't want to touch. Have the capacity. They don't have the capacity to. Sit no, with it. and it's like it's yeah. like it doesn't matter. Like they, it's like the the focus. And when you when you get to this point, like I I feel like during the pandemic, I felt crazy half the time because I'm like, does nobody see like what's happening? Like, does nobody get it? Like why does? And then but then it's like the vibrate. You become the vibrational match for the people you're attracting. So then all of a sudden, yeah. I had this Your really amazing squad of humans around me yeah. that I was like, okay, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, We're we'll okay. be safe together. What part of the states are you in again? I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah, so I'm d- I'm just south of you. I'm down in Cabo, just south of you, right? But in Mexico, it's really weird because I hear people and I was locked down and like I ended up being in like one of the few countries in the world where there was some insanity for six weeks. They were like, yeah, just be sensible and don't die. Just be sensible right. and don't die. And yeah, we went to Mexico. We went to Mexico a lot during the pandemic. <laughs> I was in I was in Cabo. I was in Tulum. Like we went You were in Cabo and we hadn't vibrationally batched yet. This I know. So crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's like, that's like, and that's like a whole other conversation, but I just think mm-hmm. that like, yeah, I mean, you watch the way that the, the money system, you watch the way that like, it's what's happening in schools. You know, mm-hmm. I actually talk about this a lot with like the LGBT community. It's like mm-hmm. LGBT people are like meant to come out. Like we came out of boxes. Like I never did. I just was who I was. And like, that was it. But like a yeah. lot of people, they come out of boxes to mm-hmm. now almost be put in a smaller box <laughs> and then made to think that that's okay. And that's the way it should be. And so they're like fighting for like, you know, people's this the pronouns. My oh my God. My like the box. pronoun conversation. Box. Yes. And like, I'm like, y'all are missing What's actually (laughs) happening here? Because at the end of the day, when we move on from this human experience, there is no gender. There is no sexuality. Like you are a ball of light. That's it. We're arguing. We're running towards a treadmill. I mean, I 
I respect the conversation because 100%. I am a heterosexual man. So I don't understand the challenge, right? I don't get, I've never been confused about my sexuality. I've right. never had questions about my gender or needed to have that. So I get that people are having experience that I don't understand. 100%. And yet still there's an outside perspective that can be offered around the same topic of you're fighting to be in a box that says that you don't have a box, but it's a box, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just like, how much energy are we putting into these things that number one, aren't moving us forward. Number two, aren't moving humanity forward. Number three, the people that you're fighting with don't give a flying flugerod about what you're saying anyway. So you're trying no. to argue with someone like your you're allies. You're shouting into a void. Your allies don't need you to shout at them and everyone no. else should, you should be able to have, yeah, I don't argue with people is the long story. So I don't argue. It's like, okay, like, can we have a dialogue about this? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming into a dialogue to tell you my thing. I'm coming to dialogue to be expanded by our connection, which may even include my ideas changing. Right. But if if you need to try and convince someone, then it's probably not really worth your energy, you know? Right. It's not worth your energy. And I also think that people, I, I think that if you're if you're a person who's constantly like wanting to, it's like the virtue signaling and the like, I'm a good person and this mm-hmm. is why. I almost feel like there it sounds more like there's a crack somewhere in like what you actually stand for and like your vibration right now, because I feel like the more solid I get on the vibrational match, my vision, where I'm going, what I'm here for, my purpose, all those things, the clearer I get, the more polarizing I become. And Mm. by being more polarizing, I actually am more inclusive because I'm no Mm. longer trying to convince everyone, you know, that like your way is wrong and my way is right. Like I I tell people all the time, I don't care what your belief structure is. I don't care. I don't care whether you listen to Tony Robbins 19 hours a day or you do yoga 19 hours a day. I don't care if you do none of that. Like, I don't care about any of that. I just want to know, is it working for you? And is that going to get you to that highest version of yourself? And if not, that's for you to address. Yes. And if you ask me to address it for you, I'm going to tell you I can't. If you want to, us to expand by addressing our own stuff together, then let's do it. But yes. I'm not going to lift your thing for you. I think many of us, and I've been caught doing this myself, I would speak to myself first before I speak to anyone else. We're seeking validation through the feedback we're getting from other people about the shit we're trying to make work right. versus funneling that energy into developing a sense of knowing that's actually going to lead to the outcome which doesn't right. require somebody else's participation. Well, I think that's probably why people get stuck in that like isolation of the each, each modality like you were saying because yeah. it all if it's in isolation, it's completely external. Mm-hmm. You get to it, it's you not having to take that shit to your to heart you're and like you're responsible. Yeah, it's like because you're, of who the president is. Right, no, you're looking not. outside <laughs> of yourself for the answer when yeah. really all of these things like I meditate. I have a visualization practice. I do yoga. I love yoga. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. you know, plant medicine. Sure. Like mm-hmm. Tony Robbins, sometimes when I'm very awake. <laughs> I'm also a generator. Be, you gotta be suited. Yeah. I'm like, bro, that manifest energy. Yeah. That manifest. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing. I am plant based. I have yeah. never preached that to another human on this planet because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm doing what I need to do to feel good, to be my best. And that has nothing to do with you. But I think in order for all of these modalities to truly work the way that they were intended is like the biggest key of that, that so many people miss is, oh, wait, but I actually have to take inspired action. Mic drop along with crystals and sage. 
Sage drop, crystal drop, my drop. I love crystals. They're right Thank here. You. Look at this. It's like a beautiful I was about to amethyst. unbutton my shirt, which really wasn't required, but I've got some here. <laughs> yep. Love them. But like, yeah. it doesn't take the place of the fact that I have to wake up and go, wow, Danielle, you have some serious money trauma that you need to heal if you ever want to have wealth. <laughs> Reframe. Like, you ready for it? Right. Like you ready? Yeah. Reframe. Go for it. You ready for it? Yeah. Wow, Danielle. How cool that we get to play the money game and yes. overcome trauma and elevate yes. to the next level of this cosmic joke of a game. Yes. 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 Just saying, yes. Mama. Yes. Just saying, yes. Mama. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I, you actually, I don't know if you know, do you know Finney and Kelly? Why does that name? He's the intentionality no. coach. It brings rings in my head somewhere. Yeah. He's awesome. He was on the show a few months back and he talked about the same thing. Like just, it's the reframe. It's this, it's this, I am so done with like pain points and like Mm. pain point mark. I'm so done with it. I'm like, (laughs) all we're doing by like staying in our pain is like becoming like addicted to our pain. Like I'm just, I'm done. And (laughs) so now when I work with clients or when I work with anybody, I like a lot of the work I do is like, where is your pleasure coming from? What lights you up? Let's like, move to the sexy. Yeah, sexy like what is sexy to you? Like what turns mm-hmm. you on like a freaking light bulb? Because that mm-hmm. is actually where you should be putting your energy. Mm. I feel you, mama. I feel you. Says the generator. Indeed. <laughs> um, you guys, Daniel and I are both sacral generators and we are both Sagittarius, like stellium Sagittariuses. So if you're wondering Indeed. why this episode is so amazing and has so much energy, that's why. Also because you're fabulous and this is just you're a young place to be. You have a better accent than I do, but yeah. But so where can people come and work with you? I gotta um, know. Well, do you know what I'm I, so I've got this thing that I love to do. I love to, like I said, create a resource page. So they can go to dreamwithdan.com sexy daily. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There's the redirect. I think sexy daily is what it has to be. Okay. So they'll go to dreamwithdan.com forward slash sexy daily. There'll be a resource page with some things that I feel called to share as tools to support them doing something with this conversation. So I'm going to put a, a graphic of my flow funnel. I'm going to, I've got a thing called how to be a harmonious money magnet. It's a little video thing that we created. And um, yeah, some links to like my podcast and a link to book a call to come and hang out. But yeah, sexy daily dreamwithdan.com forward slash sexy daily. And your podcast is Do It With Dan? Yeah, Do It With Dan. It's It, it, it was meant to be sexually charged as it sounds, but then I, I kind of, it, I changed, but I had all the branding already. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't basically say anything when someone says, so I just got to do it with Dan. I'm doing it with Dan today. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's what it is. So it, that's where it is now. But anyway, Wait. we need to bring you to Do It With Dan. I would love that. And also when I, so I worked for SoulCycle indoor cycling for a long time. I was an instructor Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of the instructors came up with their own like hashtags, you know, for their writer community to use. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm absolutely not doing that. Thank you. It's a full body. No for me. Um, (laughs) But they were like, you really should. It'll help with your branding. And I was like, Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm. okay. So, (laughs) so my hashtag was hashtag ride the D and, uh, it stayed like that for okay. like eight years. And so people would be like, I rode the D and I'm like, suckers, you okay. asked for that. Okay. <laughs> um, even in my heterosexuality, I would enjoy that hashtag. I think uh-huh. ride the D. Yeah. Ride the D. 
It's so good. So I, good. I respect, respect, do it with Dan. Respect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, y'all go follow, go listen to his podcast. Friend, you're amazing. I can't believe that we have never met. I know this is not the last time we're going to chat. It's fan- It's just fantastic. It's just fantastic. It's, you're fantastic. The and energy I'm- was just there immediately. It was just right. there. Well, and ever like literally every time you're like, I live in Cabo and I'm like, I'm going to visit you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know it yet, but thank you for the invite to your house. You know what? (laughs) I'm also doing a thing October 14th to 16th. I'm going to send you and your lovely lady human a couple of VIP tickets if you can make it. I I can make it. I'm available. Okay. Okay. Okay, Well, I'm making it. Yeah. We'll do the thing. So, Daniel, yeah. you're amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having it's me. such yeah, you're such a gift. And um, we'll chat soon. Definitely. I just have to talk about almond cow. I don't know if you've heard of almond cow. I don't know if you have an almond cow, but if you don't have an almond cow, here is your sign to get one. I drink an obscene amount of nut milk, and our family goes through so much of it because we drink smoothies every day and we buy so much of it. And it's hard because so much nut milk out there is not great for you. And it's full of like carrageenan or preservatives or added sugars or weird fillers. And I just feel like it doesn't need to be that way. That's one problem. And two, it's expensive. We go, we used to go through like six of those milked hazelnut cartons every single month, at least. I mean, probably more than that, if I'm being honest. Um, But we used to spend so much money on those and they're not recyclable because they have wax in the carton and it's just not a sustainable practice. So Almond Cow is a company that created a nut milk maker, but not one that gives you a headache and is a ton of cleanup. It's literally, you get this drum that you put the whatever nuts you want. We love making hazelnuts. You can do oat, you can do coconut, you can do almond, you can do pistachio, you can do macadamia, like you can do cashew. You can make alcoholic drinks in there. I mean, there's so much you can do with this thing, but you basically, you put the nuts in the drum, you add water to the carafe, you push a button on top, it grinds it all up, it creates the nut milk, and then you pour it into these little jars that they send you that look like those old-fashioned milk jars. They're amazing. I highly suggest you go check them out at Almond Co. at their Almond Cow website. And um, up until a little while ago, my code to use at checkout was Danielle15. My code for... Uh, Almond Cow is now uh, Danielle 20, which gives you the same perks, only there's more now anytime you order from Almond Cow. So even if you've already bought an Almond Cow, but you need to restock on your nuts or your oats or your coconut, you can use my code anytime you order from them now, which is awesome because it used to just be your first purchase. So use my code Danielle 20 at checkout and get yourself a discount. I don't think I've ever laughed that hard. I don't, I just adore him. And I think that conversation kind of changed my life. I hope that you enjoyed it as well. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Like I said, if you're new to our podcast, welcome to the show. Uh, We are about to hit a huge milestone in this podcast. And so your listen means a lot. And I hope that you share it with somebody who needs it. If it resonated with you, share it to your Instagram. Tag me at Danielle underscore on the daily. Tag the podcast at on the daily pod. Make sure you go out all of our show notes to get all of the links from Daniel, everything he talked about. Um, You can work with him. I highly recommend you get into his sphere of influence because he is a wonderful, inspiring, magnificent human being. Follow him on social media, all the things. And we will be back on Friday with another Unplugged episode. Until then, I love you. See you soon.